0: Welcome to the Monday podcast. So we're working our way through the fruit of the Spirit, what it means to be Christ-like. And last week we saw how the Spirit forms love in us. Well, this week we're focusing on joy and next week peace. Joy and peace often come together. Uh, They're like twins and they're often linked together actually in our experience. When I know joy, I experience peace. When I have peace, I experience joy. The problem with the word joy is that it means one thing to the world and another thing to the Christian. To the world, joy is like uh, supercharged happiness. So if you said to your neighbor or colleague, what gives you joy? They think, well, I get really, really happy when, when what? Well, when I'm walking in the Lake District lying on a beach in the Canaries, When when I take the dog out on a cold, crisp winter's morning, when I watch a waterfall cascade over some rocks, when I stand on top of a mountain and look at a beautiful sunset. In other words, creation gives joy. Someone else might say, well, it's my family that gives me joy. It might be a big family reunion, or perhaps it's, it's meeting someone for that second date or a, or a curry with your sports team. For these, it's relationships that give joy. Or it might be going to the football, being in the audience to watch Michael McIntyre, the, the opening night of a movie, the news that your first grandchild's being born, going online to find your exam results and then whooping with joy. Uh, for the Upton family at the moment, it's looking forward to David and Ruth's wedding this summer. So celebrations give joy. Creation, relationships, celebrations. But look, happiness is not the same thing as Christian joy. Happiness is linked to my circumstances, isn't it? But joy, well, that can be experienced in the strangest of places. You remember Paul and Silas in Acts. They knew joy in prison, having been beaten. So how does the Holy Spirit create that joy in us? Well, it's really in the same three ways. Um, think about it. Relationships create joy. For the Christian, primarily the relationship with God that Jesus has made possible. There's nothing more wonderful to be known and loved by the God of the universe. And more than that, he puts me in relationship with my brothers and sisters. And yes, I know that can also be a source of great pain. But think about yes, at church. There were moments, weren't they, of great joy as you sung and prayed and talked to other believers, weren't there? Uh, creation creates joys. The, the, the difference now is that I give thanks to the God who made the mountains and the lakes, the waterfall and the sunset. I remember um, standing on top of goat fell on the, on, on the Isle of Arran. I walked up on my own, taking me ages, and I stood there looking out across the sea and the mountains, and it was as if my heart was leaping with joy in what my father had created. And of course, celebration creates joy, doesn't it? It's one of the reasons we meet together week by week and sing praises to God. We find great joy in telling of his worth, and why not? Because if standing on a football pitch, praising your mid-league football team can be joyful, how much more the living God? But actually, as Christians, we have a fourth thing that creates joy. And that is the anticipation of these three. I don't know about you, but I, 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 uh, I, have, a, I have great joy in thinking about a, a holiday that's coming up or a, or a new car or a Christmas meal, whatever it is. And if it's really exciting, then what do I do? I start to count down the days. Well, isn't that what we do as Christians? I am looking forward so much to that day when I see my Lord face to face. And I'm with my brothers and sisters where there's no sin and death. I'm looking forward to the beautiful new creation we'll be standing in where words like pollution and climate change don't exist. And I'm looking forward to a celebration that will make all our celebrations look like a kid's birthday party, the wedding of the lamb and his bride. All these things the Holy Spirit can use to create joy in us that doesn't depend on how my day is going or how I feel or whether my job's okay. One of the saddest things a leader over the years has been seeing people lose their Christian joy. In many ways, they're the same afterwards. But the joy is missing. Why is that? Well, Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, verse 9, he says this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Do you see the link he makes there? Remain in my love? Well, how do I do that, Lord? By keeping my commands. I don't want to be disrespectful, Lord, but that doesn't sound much fun. Oh, really? Because if you do, then my joy, the joy that I have shared with my Father from all time will be in you, and your joy will be complete. Full to overflowing. See, when people walk away from Christ, it's that joy that is the first to go. You can see it in their eyes. Where once there was life, there's now a dullness. Can I urge you to keep on walking with Christ? to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. If there is something pulling you away, please take that seriously. If it's a temptation that you can't resist, talk it over with someone as a matter of urgency because as leaders, we want to know Christ's joy. And we get that by gladly obeying his commands and submitting to his lordship. And just as it's obvious when that joy goes, so it's obvious When that joy is present, you can think of some people, can't you, in our church family who radiate that joy. Why don't you pray this week, Lord, create that fruit in me so that as Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord may be our strength.